gets to the door with the woman. Rupert, it's your brother. <laughs> he looks at the woman and says, no sudden moves. <laughs> Unlatches the outside. They come in. In this room, the things that jump out at me, a birdcage that's over a toilet, a tire swing like they would have in a chimpanzee enclosure, <laughs> monkey slippers, a photo frame with two ribbons in it. The portrait over the bed, I believe, is of Napoleon. I could be wrong. <laughs> a telescope. <laughs> like uh, Jameson turns to Rupert and says, what do we do for guests? What did we do when Uncle Ted was here? And Steve Martin Rupert picks up a big plastic glove, puts it on his hand, puts like gel on it, like he's about to give an anal exam to someone. And, and again, Michael Caine's response to this, Jameson's response to this is so perfect. Rupert, no, after that. We apologize. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Don't be scammed by a dirty, rotten scoundrel, Max. Make sure you get the right loan percentage. <laughs> Sonic Loans is the best place to go if you want to buy a house on the French Riviera. And they're going to help you find that right mortgage. The best rates in town, the best customer support in town. It's a family business first. Charlie and his team are there to protect you from uh, Steve Martin and Michael Kine if they're coming after you. You're going to hear a lot of Michael Kine today. Yes, I know, so you know. Good, unfortunately. Good, good. So <laughs> don't be dirty, don't be rotten, don't be a scoundrel. Go to Sonic Loans immediately. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get into the best mortgage possible. Refinance your current mortgage. If the jackal's stolen money from you, you're going to need to get some cash equity out of that home. 50000 50 50K, 50 big. So reach out to Sonic Loans today and start the process that you are going to fall in love with with the best group in town. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, don't ever sell your family brooch to help fund a revolution. You don't sell it, you just give it. That's stealing, right? Uh, if you're not giving it, it's not coercion, right? Or what is it? I think That's what we need, Ian. I think what you just did is exactly why you need legal help. Yeah. You couldn't even make it through five seconds of explanation without incriminating yourself six times. That's why you need a good attorney. Guilty. <laughs> Take me to jail. (laughs) Bolton Legal Group, they are going to protect you against getting scammed. If someone out there is trying to convince you that you need to help a revolution or you just want to get a ticket out of where you're going to somewhere else, perhaps Italy, I think the best group is Bolton Legal Group. Ian and his team of Mavericks are out there protecting you from all the legal woes of the world. Bird law, intercontinental scam law. That's a good one. Yeah. I am the law. law. It's Judge Dredd coming down. You call Bolton Legal Group because they are the law. Today's episode, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Con artist Lawrence Jameson, played by Michael Caine, is a longtime resident of a luxurious coastal resort where he enjoys the fruits of his deceptions. That is, until a competitor, Freddie Benson, played by Steve Martin, shows up. When the new guy's lowbrow tactics impinge on his own work, Jameson resolves to get rid of him. Confident of his own duplicious talents, Jameson challenges Benson to a winner-take-all competition. Whoever swindles their latest mark first can stay, while the other must leave town. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we unearth pure comedy gold as we chat about dirty, rotten scoundrels. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the rupert to my Lawrence Jameson, Max Sanders. And with that, Oklahoma, 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 rupert do you want the genital cuff? <laughs> I kind of do. I want to see that. I love a good genital cuff. Oh, man. I feel like metaphorically you are my genital cuff. You're restricting me from, I uh, guess. What? I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Welcome Hello, you to hear the something show. Funny? Yes, uh, I do want to hear something funny. My best friend, uh, he talked to me yesterday. He goes, you're actively preventing me from making whoopee. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And it's because my wedding's in nine months and they're trying for their second kid. So they can't, you know. Yeah. This is not. I can't work, can yeah, I? Yeah, no. Can, this, I think that's a little bit selfish. I mean, there's your wedding's not taking up like a whole year. It's just a couple days. Yeah, but they don't want to have the kid. They'll have Courtney be like a school bus at that point. <laughs> it's really beautiful. I don't know. Oh, I hope they hope they both listen. <laughs> I started this badly, didn't I? That's no, great. We're keeping all of it. Okay. Max, welcome to the show. Hi. Today we're talking about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. This is a top five all-time comedy for me. Really? Yeah. It wow. Is. It is. Do you have your top five on hand? Yeah. I think it's Caddyshack, okay. this, yep. Wedding Crashers, yeah. old school. Classic. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Bridesmaids. That's a great there. top five. Off the top of the dome. Look uh, at you. I might have to squeeze in Step Brothers because I, I love Step Brothers. So- I hated Step Brothers oh, first time I saw it. Oh, it's grown on me. Oh, Max, yeah, this I know. is so funny. I know. It's this is a, so bad, it's good. a bad take. That's, a real, that's almost worse than your Goonies take. I know. Step Brothers, I can watch again and again. I mean, it's the Catalina wine mixer, Max. <laughs> How can you not love Step Pa-pow! Brothers? I'll make you eat your own. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's just your face. I want to punch you in the face. Like, it's a great job. The acapella just, in the car. Every part about yeah. it is so amazing. <laughs> the sword signed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> Is Randy Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. John Stamos. The 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 I will say this. Um the woman's name is completely escaping. Mary me right Stewart now. something. Is that who? You mean the mom? Not the mom. Okay. She's she's amazing. Uh yeah. the, 
his sister, his sister in law, Catherine something. I know. Yeah, the woman from Bad Moms. Her, her, she makes the movie. I want to roll you up in her. Oh my god! Just Just in the bathroom when she like sneaks up on uh, (laughs) on on Dale, 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 right? Yeah, and. When they have sex in the bathroom and then she relieves herself in the standing urinal. She every part about that is just incredible. <laughs> like her whole character, the whole movie. Is that oh. what you want? No. Okay. No, I don't want to be. You jump, don't want a stage five clinger? No, no. <laughs> I don't even know if she's a clinger. No, I was re- referring to Wedding Crashers. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's beautiful. You know, she's married but to Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Jinx. Oh. You owe me Coke. I did, the only, I get to talk after that. You know, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, brother is the lead researcher in Alzheimer's research. No, research? no yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. That's yeah. what you do, Max. Well, welcome to the show. If this is your first trip down old Buzz in the Tower Lane, make sure that you follow us, subscribe, leave a review. We love reviews. They help uh, bring visibility. A lot of good the, ones lately. You want to read a random one? Yeah, let's cool. pull one up, Max. Okay, cool. You're good at reading. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I love when I wish you had Max's we, reading corner. We, we really bit. should. Today on Buzz in the Tower, Max reads four syllable words in a row. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Well, no, I'm not ready. You can't just jump in there. I was going to take a minute, check some email. Okay, now I'm ready. This is from Shawnee Dew, August 23rd, 2023. Five stars. A podcast I've been waiting to come across. As a movie fanatic myself, I appreciate hearing podcasts unpacking some of the most iconic movies that shaped our culture. The hosts have such phenomenal chemistry, and they have a perfect voices for podcasting. Thank you. That just keep that just wanted to make you keep tuning up. That just there we you go. Tuned in. So you thought you were doing well. Yep. So I, you got all cute. And you're yeah. like, I'm gonna throw my own voice in. Thank you. I could get it. Theo. And anticipating <laughs> what they're gonna talk about next. Love this podcast. Highly recommend. Ooh. Yeah. Who's this stud that wrote this? Shawnee Do. I don't Shawnee know. Shawnee Do. <laughs> Shawnee Do. There's another one who's mom of two turds. That's her name. That's great. Yeah. We have 2,521 rankings. I like it. Yeah. Let's get to 10,000 by next week okay get to work so anyways after max butchered shawnee do shawnee do i will tell you that that is a huge compliment we appreciate the reviews also you can get more content by going to any social media platform and checking the handle at buzz in the tower b-u-z-z-n-b-c no b-u-z-z on the tower www.buzzinthetower.com if you want to pick up a really cool shirt and we have a patreon not only do we have a patreon which oh man I got some things coming down the pipe. I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of exciting things starting Monday. Just the holiday. Really? No, starting Tuesday. Okay. I take the holiday off. But above and beyond that, Max. You keep me in the dark, I'm Because you need to be in the dark. Okay. You're too, you're too confused. This is all too much for you. I was born in the dark. Oh, the darkness. <laughs> God. If you're going to do it, you got to do the voice. I did do the voice. I was born in the dark. I, you merely I did it better than it. you. Don't you dare say yeah. that ever. <laughs> Max, I'm excited to tell you something. We have a new co-pilot. And he's waiting for a flyby. Should we let him in? You think this gives you power over me? <laughs> Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. I want the truth about Patreons, Max. You can't handle the truth. We have exhausted every single Top Gun quote, so I will, for no good, good reason, for no good reason, just move to other Tom Cruise movies in and out of the 80s. <laughs> okay, cool. Because that's the kind of guy I am. I like it. Max, I want to tell you right now, we got a special. When, I, when All of our patrons are special, but when I see a Maverick come in at that $10 a month price point, that's when I, and when I see a name like Adam Thrush, ah, uh, <laughs> He's the master of the Patreons. Adam Thrush comes in, come, coming in hot as a, as a Maverick, prepaid for the entire year to save himself a few dollars because you can do that. And I want to welcome Adam to the club. 
Dude, he's the nicest guy ever. He was talking about, he's listening to our Action Hero podcast. He's like, I wanted to be Hulk Hogan too, brother. I was like, 24-inch pythons, man. Nice. Adam, welcome to the patrons. Welcome to our co-pilot crew. Let's get him a pin. Yeah. Adam, send Max your information. He's going to send you a pin in the mail. Uh, I can't, again, stress how much we love having patrons. It helps us support the show. This is listener-supported radio. And it fuels our souls. It really does. does. Well, Max, money does fuel your soul, so that's a true statement. I'm a dirty, rotten scoundrel. You are. I love a gambit. You dirty son of a gun. Max, with all that being said and with all being laid out, I will tell you from my heart and yours, a big old thank thank you. you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Saunders. Thanks. Good morning. What? Thanks. Todd. Thanks. Ren. Thank you for. Uh, well, thank you. Felt good. Yeah. Felt good. I like that movie. Well, we're, we're talking about one of my favorite movies. For $100, I'll talk about whatever you want. I'm a Freddy. You know <laughs> what I mean? I just am. You're not a Freddy at all. You don't think so? No, you're the chick. <laughs> Really cool. You're the jackal. I'm the jackal. You're, you're not the jackal. No, I don't even know who you are. You're, you're Palpatine. What? It's like you ever thought below the groin? <sighs> no, or above the groin? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> uh where do you want to start? There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Everything. Everything. So I mean, you, you gave the general thing. It's basically like spy versus spy. It's just who can be better at kind of conning people. And as an actor, I think. This should be done more with great actors. Just let them, like, kind of, like, let them run gambits on people. And, you know, they get to, like, play roles. And, like, now he gets to be in a wheelchair. And now one of them is a psychiatrist. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a dream role for an actor. Yeah, I mean, I... Wouldn't you want... If you were, like, a headline star, if you were Tom Cruise, and they're like, we have a role where you get to be, like, six different people. And, you know, you're, like, always impersonating someone else. It just seems fun. I think the tricky part... I agree with you. I think the tricky part about this is... It was a movie remake of a film called Bedtime Story. Which was a flop. Which was a flop. But it was Brando. I know, but it's still Stella! a flop. Stella! Uh, David Niven and Marlon Brando. Sorry. I'm going off or you can confuse. Confuse? <laughs> Refuse? Is that Sly Stallone I being what the is, godfather? Dude. Who the hell knows what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I think that to your question about don't you drool this opportunity, it's nerve-wracking, right? Because the movie hinges on your chemistry with one person? I also think that we sit back and look at actors and say, oh my God, these guys are so talented. These guys are so incredible. It takes cojones to want to carry a film the way that they carry a film. When you're playing all these different characters, when you're doing all these things, I don't know that they had infinite confidence. I don't know that Michael Caine felt that he was going to just crush this and do well. I don't know that Steve Martin was like, okay, let's go do this. This is a movie that it's failure or success sits square on the shoulders of the actors. The writing is irrelevant. In particular, because they had these guys do a lot of ad lib between improvisation with, yeah, yeah. with each other. But I mean, really, this is this would either succeed or fail on the shoulders of these two guys. So they, they seem like two highly confident and unbelievably accomplished outside guys. Outside looking in, absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah. But well, I guess, I mean, actors know. are fragile. You know, I mean, they look right? at each other and cry. They're humans. Yeah. They're humans. I mean, humans. this is the human President Clinton. <laughs> the, I put this up there in my top five comedies. This is a, a silly way of saying it. It's, it's almost a sneaky comedy. It's not like in your, that's not true. There's a couple in your face scenes. I don't even know. I tr- it's it's it, it's outside of my whipping. it's outside of my general explanation of what makes it. Put funny your trident down. What are your what are your favorite parts of this movie? The leg whipping. The it's leg incredible. whipping. So Steve Martin holding his face. Like I watched that scene probably thirteen times. The also, in- when he when Rupert acts like a cat and just starts knocking stuff off the table. 
Because you don't see it coming. He's just like, I'm going to train you. And then out of nowhere, he's Rupert. Where did he get that dungeon room? I, so let's talk about that room. Yeah. So for do those, you have facts about that room? No, I don't have facts okay. about the room, but I do want to talk about it. It was so, actually used in Silence of the Lambs. No, the it's not version. an Oblio ob- 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 or whatever it is. So Rupert, I, can you even do Rupert nowadays? It's so offensive, but basically he's a mentally challenged <laughs> adult. The funny part about Rupert is that you go through this entire montage of, you know, Freddie and Lawrence meet each other. They compete a little bit and then they basically decide they're going to team up with each other. And Lawrence takes Freddie to finishing school. I'm going to teach you all my tricks. Freddie's on board. He's yeah. like, oh my God, well, no, you, have, you have this house on the French Riviera. He forced him to do it. Remember? Well, he's yeah. like, he's like, do you want money? He's like, no, I want to learn from you. Right. Yeah. Right. But like, that's the whole point. Freddie's game. Cause he wants to up his game instead of, <laughs> instead of just being on a train and ordering the greatest lunch ever. Can so I, can <laughs> we talk about the order. Hold on. I'm okay. jumping all over the okay. place. I have to tell you the order because it's the best thing. Hold on, let's see if I can remember. Is it I, like, is it two Turkey club sandwiches? Nope. Okay. You're close. It's, it's two beers. Do you want a beer? Three beers. Um, you're, you're butchering the yeah, scene. Fine, go, go. Can I just tell yeah. you what it sure. is? She have Max guess things inaccurately. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, oh, is it a slice of pizza and uh, and a burger? No, it's none of those things. It's absolutely none of those things. She, the woman on the train, after he sits down with her, okay, sits down with her, and his his immediate conning. I'm sorry, we are so all over the map of this movie. Can I? This is over the map movie. I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. Can we just go? Can we go scene by scene for a little bit? Okay, <clears throat> let's do it. The movie opens up in such a fantastic way. It is an immediate con. So you have Lawrence with this woman and this woman's trying to give Lawrence a necklace. It looks like a pearl Pearls, necklace, yeah. no pun intended. Wah, wah, bum, 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 bum. Gross. So he's trying to give her, she's trying to give him this, <laughs> this necklace. And he's like, the, the men of my country are too proud to take this. Yeah. And the woman's like, then please do it for the women. And he's like, the women in my country fight next to the men and are just as proud. And then she's like, well, what about the children? And he's like, but for the children, I will take this. It's, it's so it's good. It's so amazing. Is this how you talk to strippers? Yes. In theory, if I went there, <laughs> but for the children, I'll go. So it's <laughs> an amazing question. You're a buffoon. It kind of is. It's not at all. I don't walk in there and say your, your necklace, my dear. <laughs> no, no. Help the revolution. But like the third questions, the right yeah, answer. You I, lead I, them there. Yeah, I'm like, are you married? Am I married? But for the children. <laughs> I'm so, a widow, actually. So that's the opening scene of yeah. this movie is you get an immediate taste of what Lawrence is all about. And that is great at it. They do such a great like cut between like Lawrence being absurd and then you're cutting to Freddie. And the introduction of Freddie is just a street hustler. He's got the fedora. He, he's very, he's very he, Don but, Johnson but, looking. But he's got the fedora and he's got swag until he sees his target. And then he takes the fedora off, takes everything down and furrows a, furrows a brow a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He said, can I sit here? Sits at a table on a train with this woman, young woman, pretty woman. And pretty woman. And he notes that uh, he's very hungry and he picks up the menu and he's just like, whoa, prices. And the waiter comes by. He's like, I'll just have some water. And the waiter's, the waiter's, the so waiter's furious. Like every waiter in the world that's ever just gotten a water order. Oh, water? What? <laughs> so he engages in conversation. The woman's like, well, you're just having water? You're saying how hungry you were. And he's like, well, I really need to save money for the surgery. And she's like, oh, your surgery? Oh, no, no, no. My grandma, you know, she has a laugh that can make the birds sing. <laughs> it's so incredible. Everything he does. And Jameson is like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can see that's a great point. So Lawrence is like, what, 
two tables away and he's eavesdropping on the whole conversation. It's game recognized game. He's really cerebral. So he's like following everything that's going on. And as Freddie is talking with this woman, he's saying the most incredibly funny things like, oh, I've, I've, it's really tough for me. I've never been good with money. I just take what the Red Cross pays me and usually give it right back, like implying that he works for the Red Cross. Like a yeah. little subtle, like I'm the nicest guy in the world. Additionally, one of my favorite lines of the entire movie happens right here. He said, I'll never, I'll never forget what my grandma always, grand gram always taught me. It's better to be truthful and good than to not. <laughs> He's just totally making things up. So anyways, the woman says, waiter, come here. Whatever my friend wants, get for get him for lunch. Oh, you can't do that. No, I must. I must. And he rattles out the best lunch order that I've ever heard. Ever. Okay. I'll a double turkey sandwich on white, a side order of fries, one of those large knockwurst, three bags of potato chips, a chocolate milk, and two beers. Why don't you have a beer? Three beers. Make that three beers. <laughs> That's an Would you eat all that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If I was starving and hustling, absolutely. Yeah. Or if I was full and just being a pig. Either way. It's a nice reward. What do you think Freddie's backstory is? Like, what is it in your mind? Because he, he graduated high school. Yeah. And oh, dude, he's a drifter. Town to town, makes enough money to get to the next town. There's yeah. no, no, no incredible. Like car shark, kind of like yeah. used car salesman. Dude, he's, he's Saul. Saul Goodman. Oh, yeah. That's he's a, basically Saul he's Goodman. He's slipping Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Slipping Jimmy. Yeah. God, I love Better Call Saul. And then you have Jameson, who's more of a Gus Fring. Yes. Like, well, not as much of a psycho, but yes, he he's in. It. I mean, to do this for a career is pretty I, psychotic, he's right? In it, but he's in it for the like the love of the game. There's something almost like altruistic about his hustling. So wait, let me ask you a question. I got a little confused by this in the research. Nah, I'm sure. Does he know the jackal's doing this the whole time? No, the original script had it so that Lawrence knew that Janet was the jackal. They changed that, and it didn't require that big Good, of a change. Because yeah, that makes it weird. I get it. I mean, either way, like it, it game, play, lo- game loves game. It plays. Yeah. But yeah. no, no. He, in, in the final cut of the movie, he did not know that Janet was the jackal. Yeah. Great transition from nothing we were talking about to that. So. <laughs> I don't know. No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't know. So this is like the 80s Ocean Eleven for me. I can't say Ocean. <laughs> no, you can't. Daniel Ocean. Oh, man. Yes. A little bit. I think so. Right. Yeah. It's just clever. Swindling. Fancy swindling. Yeah. Clever. Um, no one really gets hurt. So they get off. They, they meet each other. On the. By the way, there are so many parallels between this movie and trading places. There's the, 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 the great train scene. Yeah. Well, the bet, the train scene, the, the, the extravagance the, of wealth, the, the gamesmanship, yeah. the butler. Like I'm there's a lot. Training someone to be oh, higher, Coleman. Uh, more elevated. Yeah. Who's better butler? Coleman. Oh, Coleman. Yeah. Coleman's the best butler. Outside, well, outside of Michael Caine in the Batman movies, but Alfred's great. Michael Caine's my favorite. Alfred. I like original Alfred. <sighs> I don't know. You know what I mean? From like yeah. the Michael Keaton Batmans. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah. No. No, not him. So, anyways, Freddie and Lawrence end up being in the same first class uh, cab section of the train, and I I like that in this movie Lawrence is immediately I, scared isn't the right word, but he doesn't want the competition. Well, he has a great line. He goes. Uh, Rabbit poachers may scare away bigger, bigger game. game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because yep. that it's, it's a small town. You know what I mean? And also, he was worried maybe he'll sniff out his stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have a, I mean, I have a problem with this. It. Just kind of like, it's funny because it immediately puts you on your heels that he's that concerned about it. And he does the best like way to try to get rid of Freddie. He says, I have to go make a phone call. And he brings in this like gorgeous Italian because he knows that Freddie is basically a dog. Yep. You just put a piece of meat in front of the dog and he'll follow the piece of meat. So as Lawrence is sitting with the chief of police that he has in his pocket, Inspector. Which, by, which by the way, what better way to live than to find a small town and just put the law in your pocket? Is that your dream? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. You're like, a firefighter. Find, find, I don't, dude, I'll, I'll work. I'll still work. But when I retire, I want to get into a really small town where I can like be the mayor and just put the, put all the laws in my back pocket. Okay. Wait, life, the so like Malone basically. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, life question though. Are you rivals with cops? Or are you guys friends? 
I am friends with tons of police. There's always a haha like rivalry between like the, the departed. <laughs> well, so like today we had a structure fire. Yeah, and it ended up being not that big of a deal. It was uh some like a paper basket, paper waste basket next to an oven caught on fire. And there are these two really little kids that were next door neighbors. So things calmed down and we have a PR bag and I got them each like a little fire cap and went over there and said hi to him. And then as I, I ended up driving the truck too. So as I'm leaving the scene, the dad also took the kids over to a police car that was there. And the little kid was talking to the cop and I rolled down the window. I was like, Hey, He's going to be a firefighter when he gets older, not a cop. And the cop was cracking up. So in that regard, yeah. I think there's like a lot of friendly ribbing, but I wouldn't call it like a deep rivalry. You yeah. Know? But got it. You're going to yeah. be, a, you're going to be a Wesley in a town. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A Wesley. That's incredible. <laughs> Let's just hope there's, no here, Dalton. I just hope there's no Dalton. <laughs> but I'll take the girl from, uh, point break. Uh, yeah. Point break. The shower Naked girl. Point my break girlfriend. Girl. Yeah. Oh, that, he's kind of rough on her though. That's not how I roll. So Freddie Benson gets himself in trouble, right? So Lawrence is sitting at the table with this police chief. They're lining up the next target and the next targets, this rich woman who's got a white Ferrari, white Ferrari pulls up in town, but Freddie's who's, in it. who's in it. Freddie's in the white Ferrari. So the best way for Lawrence to deal with this is to get Freddie busted. So this is really underhanded. They grab the woman and show her and show her <laughs> Freddie with like all these women at the beach. Take pictures of me here. How much does this cost? Yeah. So he's in jail. This is additionally one of my, it's a subtle little lines like this, but it's just funny to me. So he's in jail and he thinks he's going to be in a boatload of trouble. And Freddie, Freddie's basically, I didn't steal any money from her. She gave it to me, the inspector, but uh, she filed the complaint against you. And Freddie's like, she caught me with another woman. Come on, you're French. You understand that. And his, quote is incredible this is like the best it's true to this day in my opinion the inspector says uh, to be with another woman is french to be caught is american so it's a wonderful line it's how a many, great line how many french people do you know oh i know at least one yeah i know one and how many of them have you know have mistresses it's like I th- why do we know why do well, we think this the prime minister of france has a mistress oh really that he brings to like political events okay like, that's so, awesome so culturally in Edit france you can eat the, you can eat the baguette and say hello hello <laughs> is any of this offensive i don't think it is i don't feel like it is we well, yeah, i don't think bonne we, bonne bonne c'est toujours, <laughs> Yeah, we're not big in France. I don't have a single French connection. Ah, but soon. Oh, we will. (laughs) Should watch that movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Popeye Doyle. All right. Anyways, uh, as we swing through this movie, I'm skipping skipping around. Let's skip around. So he gets busted. They develop this relationship, and he goes into finishing school. Montage. Freddie becomes Lawrence's... Protégé. I was going to say attaché, but <laughs> speak too much French today. His protégé. You sound like Jean-Claude Van Damme doing like <laughs> his goofy part of movies. Oh, come here, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, street fighter. Yes, I'm so glad you got the street fighter. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I am the muscles from Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays Guile for I some I will not be a predator, <laughs> except I am a predator. All right, <laughs> 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 you got it out? <laughs> Oh, the darkness, man. Go to Swedish Chef. All right. I think you're just very into the Frenchness of this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of Frenchness. Well, no, it's well, the, it, Michael Caine took the job because they're like, hey, we're going to be shooting for three months at this, at this the beautiful, French Riviera. Yeah, on this, in this beautiful house. And he's like, oh, I, I forgot. He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> 
Oh, I will, I will, the darkness. <laughs> all of my voices are merging <laughs> together. So he stayed in that house. He's like, oh, geez, say like, oh, it ain't so plucky, say it ain't so. <laughs> so he decides to stay there. He lives in that house for the three months of shooting. He's, I, I get, didn't know that. I have yeah. a quote from him. I'll get, I'll get back to it when we get to facts. Is this something like he paid, like, thank you for this? No, oh, I, so. I'll get I'll get there. No, that Jaws was Jaws 4 yeah. when he's like, you paid pay, for my house. Yeah, you paid. I, why can't I do it? Everything I'm doing is Bane. You paid for my house. Oh. Good, good job, chap. You, you have to talk like you have Michael Kane, a stuffy page. nose. Oh, a stuffy nose. You page. breathe in. All right, Max, come on. Okay. Back to it. Yeah. So, anyways, as he is this apprentice, he's learning how to eat, to drink, to put grease in his hair, to walk the right way. So much grease. It's so pink much stuff. grease. It's a lot of pink stuff. He's doing, he's learning everything the right way. So in your mind, as you're watching this movie, you're like, okay, he's going to finish his apprenticeship and he's going to go out there and swindle some ladies. But yeah, you, and then you, they'll get into some hijinks with like a mark of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah But absolutely. no, they... Yeah. No, he becomes Rupert. Well, <laughs> the monkey boy. Well, remember, Jameson. Is that what he calls him Rupert the yeah. monkey boy? <laughs> so I don't think it's the monkey boy. Maybe. I don't remember. Well, Jameson's like long plan is to get Freddy to be like, screw this, quit. I'm quitting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's a weird way to kind of send oh, him out. Oh, no. He was, a long, he was long playing him big yeah. time. So their first swindle, you have Freddy talking. Excuse me. You have Lawrence. I'll just say Jameson. It's easy to remember. Yeah. You have Jameson talking with this woman. He's like, I feel like I haven't been honest with you. Um, I, I just can't do this. And she's like, no, we're going to get married. And he's, and he's like, okay, I got to introduce you to my brother. And she's like, a, a two princes. Oh yeah. my, I'm so excited. The de- the attention to detail on the introduction of Rupert is my favorite part of the entire movie. First of all, the, they're walking away from the main house into what can only be described as a dungeon. She's like, what, why are we going all the way out here? And, she's, and he's like, oh, this is where his quarters are. There's a, it's like a, the 15th century a deadlock yeah, yeah, bolt yeah. on the outside of the door. <laughs> so that's your first. You ever into the scene? Oh, because it's great. Yeah. There's so many little, like, so many nuanced parts to it. That the toilets next to the bed. We're getting there. Just, just don't get too excited. We're getting there. He he gets to the door with the woman, and Jameson gives it a big, like, old school oak door pound on the yep. outside. Rupert, it's your brother. <laughs> he looks at the woman and says, "No sudden moves." <laughs> unlatches the outside they come in in this room the things that jump out at me a bird cage that's over a toilet a tire swing like they would have in a chimpanzee enclosure <laughs> monkey slippers a photo frame with two ribbons in it just two I ribbons in a photo. Oh, you'll, yeah. go back, you'll notice yeah. it now the portrait over the bed i believe is of napoleon i could be wrong <laughs> a telescope <laughs> Like, uh, it's uh, like peewee's out. Oh, there's the best. So when my kids were young, my father-in-law built this little, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a costume rack. So it holds all these little different costumes. It's got a mirror on it. You can like change behind it. Okay. He has one of those. And there's like a costume of like a ballerina. And I immediately all I could think of is Ace Ventura Pet Detective when he's at the mental asylum and he's got the tutu Put me on. In, coach. Put me in, coach. <laughs> God. Um, so he's out of his mind. And when he walks in and, and he goes to hug uh, Jameson, he pulls him to the bed and Rupert is trying to mount Jameson. Yep. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so he gets off of him. Watching and, Michael Caine kind of flop around is like oh, the funniest thing, I, it's right? Great. I mean, it? Steve Martin is absolutely brilliant. You never see Michael Caine with like physical no. comedy. But he, and he, he, he leans plays, into it. He plays the straight guy so, so well. Yeah. well in this. And Rupert is just wild, right? So, you know, Jameson's like, you know, I have some exciting news. I want to introduce you. We're going to get married. And Rupert just stands up and, and you explain it perfectly. He's like the cat just tipping glassware <laughs> off the ledge, <laughs> smashing into the ground. And he... <laughs> Jameson turns to Rupert and says, what do we do for guests? What did we do when uncle, what did we do when uncle Ted was here? And 
Mr. Steve Martin Rupert picks up a big plastic glove, puts it on his hand, puts like gel on it. Like he's about to give an anal exam to someone. And, and again, Michael Caine's response to this, Jameson's response to this is so perfect. Rupert, no, after that, we apologize. <laughs> oh, man. You so, love Rupert. I do, I do. Yeah. So anyways, that's also where you get the scene where Rupert jumps on the girl, and I use the term genital cuff, which yep. I love. Genital cuffs are great. And then the trident. And the, and the, the trident, the, yeah. The so iPad. then the dinner scenes are incredible. They're sitting at dinner. This is a different woman now. And the woman says, why is the cork on the fork? <laughs> for his protection. <laughs> for to protect him from hurting himself and others. Eat the, your applesauce. This is regarded as probably the funniest line of the whole movie. Rupert is sitting there eating applesauce with a cork on a fork. And Jameson says, Rupert, we have wonderful news. Diana and I are going to be married. And Rupert spits his applesauce out. And Jameson says, Rupert, eat your food. <laughs> and he just looks at he looks at him and says, excuse me, may I go to the bathroom first? <laughs> and Jameson says, of course you may. And he just sits there. They commit to like a full six or seven seconds of him just pissing himself. That's the best part. And of then it, he just yeah. says, Thank you. Yeah, that will never not be funny. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, continuing forward with this, they they do this back and forth with a few more women, a few more scenes. And finally, he's had enough. To your point, like, that was his plan the whole time as he wanted to I had to spend him. my money on all this art and stuff like that. That's Screw what this. did it. Yeah. When, when he took him on the trip to the museum and said, or on the trip, the montage of... I appreciate that this woman's naked. Yeah. But yeah. That's <laughs> Buying a sculpture like that. And that was... Wine you don't drink. Jameson, he makes a decent point, though. Jameson's whole point was... If you even get all this money and you work with me and we end up doing good scams, you got to spend the money on cultivating culture. And that's just not Freddie's thing. He's not a cultural guy. So Freddie bails, or at least we think he's well, no, that culture coming out of his ass. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he he's does. classy. Very classy. So he bails, but he ends up coming back. They get into it back and forth with each other and they land on an idea, a competition. This is where it's trading places, right? This is where it's $1 uh, bet. The Duke brothers. This is where the Duke brothers are making the $1 back. <laughs> That's not from coming to America. Oh, that is from coming yeah. to America. Man, too many movies. And it's hot. You're getting the heat yet? No. It's toasty in here. I'm we're, go, we're going all over the place, though. We I are. like this. I like it. I am the law. <laughs> Gitmans. So after going back and forth and realizing that something has to be done different, they come up with this bet. And the bet is they're going to have a mark. And whoever can get $50,000 from the mark first wins. So the mark that they pick is this beautiful young woman who stumbles in the foyer of the hotel. Or the she's the winner of, a con of the soap opera contest. But they don't know that. They think yeah. she's the heiress to some soap company. But as they learn later, she won some soap contest. There's a huge important distinction there. And I don't want to go through the whole movie like this. Yeah, I'm let's start doing facts. facts. But it does take us to a couple of, you know what? I'll skip back to facts. We'll come back to my other funniest scenes. We've done enough. Yeah, cool. Or are we leaving everyone hanging? I guess go watch the movie. I think, well, I mean. Keep the change, you filthy animals. The last one. So if you want to do facts, Michael Caine's favorite scene is the leg snapping scene where Freddie. Let's pretends, get to that. Let's at yeah. least get to that. Yeah. So I, I don't care. Freddie. Pretends, but there's no rules. This is yeah. our podcast. And we, we got roulette, we which is great, too. It keeps winning randomly. Oh do you know how hard God. it is to win at roulette? Yes. He just keeps winning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they. They, God, they, really has everything. they have their mark and you, you get to the first night of them working. Her name is Janet. So Jameson is sitting at the roulette table. Going to be a charmer. Yeah. Just his typical. Has his whole thing lined he's got up. got a spiel. And then you see these people getting bumped left and right. And you're like, what is, going, like, on? What is going on? And then it's Freddie dressed as a retired, not Marine. It's a Navy person. Navy. It's yeah. Navy. Um, and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. So he's like an injured soldier. He can't walk. And what he, a wild twist. That Even the nuance. Do you think Steve Martin thought of that or is that I from the original no movie? I have no 
no idea. Yeah. Even the nuance of him going up to the roulette table and like bumping the table and you can see just Jameson's furious <laughs> and he keeps like bumping his wheelchair into the table until can they move. Bet for me? Yeah, I can't reach you. You pick the number. He loses the bet. He pulls his medal off of his jacket, similar, which I love the throwback to the beginning of the entire movie when Jameson does the same thing with his ring. Remember, he takes oh, his yeah. ring off and he's like, here, like, oh, and, and they're that. like, nope, we won't accept that. So he leaves because um, they won't take his medal. By the way, do you know why they won't take his medal? I learned this. Yeah. Military, for this exact reason, military medals are made out of cheap pewter. Basically. Pot metal. Yeah. yeah. And they do that on purpose so that people, there's no value other than what they are. I think that's dumb. I think if you did something great in the military or army, you should get something that's like worth something. Yeah, but people who do things great in the military aren't the people that crave that kind of stuff. They're heroes. America! Yeah, but what if they fall in rough times, which a lot of heroes do? They should be able to pawn it. I don't know. I, I disagree. I actually like that there's no value. That way they won't pawn it, and they'll always hold on to that no matter how rough things are. Boo. Yeah. Different different values. Well, you like money and gold, and I like heroes. <laughs> so there you go. We both, like those, we both like those videos of uh, war heroes coming home, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every time, Max. Woof. Oh, God. Every time I cry, it's painful. When they throw in the first Have you ever pitch? seen the ones where they see their dogs? Yeah. They haven't seen their dogs in a year? Those really get me going. Yeah. Oh, man. So, anyways, um, she follows him, and he tells the most ridiculous story in the world. About <laughs> they were in a dance competition. And, and it was the real guy. Dance, whatever, Dance yeah, America. Dan Torres. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And she so dances. She slept with him. He, he was in love, and the woman he was in love with. And they won this dance competition, and then the woman he was in love with, he caught her dancing with, or dancing. Horizontally dancing. Horizontally dancing, making love to the guy who runs the dance competition, and he's never been able to walk since then. <laughs> it's incredible. And that really happened. It's absolutely incredible. So he is there and needs, the, first he needs money to help his gram-gram. I yep. love the gram-gram, makes her way back into it. Then she says to him, is there any way that we could fix you? Can a surgery fix you? And he's like, well, there's this renowned psychologist that might be able to help me, but it's gonna it would cost $50,000. Dr. Emil. Yeah. Uh, what's his last name? Schubacher? It's so hard to say. Schufiner or something, whatever. Weisenberger. Weisenberger. Rowan Gardner. <laughs> Rosewood. <laughs> Roseweed. <laughs> so they're sitting there, and then they glance over, and they see a couple dancing, and he loses his mind, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. You just want to go see if we're seeing this whole movie, don't you? Because this movie's so funny. <laughs> I know I'm zipping through it, but I don't even care. So they leave that area, and she decides she's going to help Freddie. And she writes a letter, goes back to his room, writes a letter, licks the envelope. She's like, I'm going to send this to this doctor. I'm going to pay the $50,000. We're going to get you fixed in the slickest move ever. Lawrence has already been keeping an eye on everything. Lawrence Jameson knows what's going on. So he has a guy walking around with a sign downstairs asking for Dr. Schumacher. Can we get his actual name? The Schumachers. That's from literally dirty dancing. The, the, the old couple that was stealing wallets. Schaffhausen. 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 Yeah. So that someone's walking around the sign saying Dr. Schaffhausen, yeah. Dr. Schaffhausen, so Janet says, oh my God, this is what a coincidence. You're just the man I was looking for. She connects with Dr. Schaffhausen, who begrudgingly accepts the case and is willing to help Freddie. So let me ask, at this point, has she known the whole time this is who I'm marking and this is what's happening? Or does she get into it? And Okay. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I think she came here looking for Jameson. You know, and like wanted a partner and see if he was like worthy. I think you think about things that people don't think about, but I like that. Okay. Do you? You seem rather upset. I no, it's just you know, your train of thought. You, this, is, this is what you do on the show. And I kind of like it sometimes. Like <laughs> we're, we're playing tennis. Yep. There's a back and forth. And then you see a basketball 20 feet away from the tennis court. And you're like, let's make shoot, it rain. Let's, Philip Seymour let, Hoffman let, style. Let, let's shoot some hoops. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we were playing tennis. Things are going fine. You're like, yeah, but I like basketball. I do and like then basketball. before you can shoot the basketball, you pick up a tennis ball, but then you use it as a football. And then you're like, let's go, Mo. 
And then, I get, and then I get confused. Yeah. And I walk off the court. <laughs> I get upset. <laughs> and I get upset. And then I come back and say, so we're going to play tennis? Or are we yeah, play tennis. tennis. All right, let's yeah. play tennis. So <laughs> good analogy. Yep. I thought you'd like it. Lowe's corner. Oh, that's good. So anyways, uh, walk upstairs. And Janet says, Freddie, close your eyes. I have a surprise for you. And Freddie's all excited. He opens his eyes and he sees Lawrence Jameson, a.k.a. Dr. Schufhausen. Emil Schufhausen. We are butchering his name. His German accent. Say his name one more time. Emil Schafhausen. Read it. I want you to read it to confirm it. Schafhausen. Schafhausen. Yeah. All right. Schafhausen. No, Schafhausen. You're right. So he sees Dr. Schafhausen and (laughs) the look on Freddie's face like, oh, my God. And Max, this leads to the funniest scene in the movie. I ha- is this hands down the number one funniest scene in the movie? God, Rubrik's really up there. So too. Michael Caine says that this is the funniest scene in yeah. the movie for him. The detail that the two of them take. The whip, <laughs> the tickle. But you're, you're jumping to the okay, whip. Okay, sorry. No, no, you have to apologize because at least we're playing tennis. Okay. So. He says, I'll take the case. And he goes, he walks over to Freddie and just with the, most, the gentlest hands <laughs> removes his shoe and just holds his foot and like tickles. And he goes, so, so let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. You have no feeling below the waist. Nope, no feeling below the waist. So you can't feel this tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> he's like, nope, can't feel it. There's an apprehension in Freddie's face where he's like, what's going to happen? Like he's terrified, yeah. terrified. And and this, I mean, Dr. Schufhausen, if you will, Jameson's just peacocking. He's having a good old time. So he's like, oh, you would not miss your little pig, piggy toe. And he, he quietly... And calmly rolls his pant legs off of his knees. <laughs> and he walks over to a fake plant, and you're kind of like, "What is he doing?" And he picks this. He picks up this like plastic. Is it almost like leathery? It's like, like when you were five years old and everything was like a toy or, yeah. a, or a lightsaber. That's it's one a, of those it's things. It's a fake. It's a fake plant, but yeah. it looks incredibly painful. Yeah. And, you, and you see him just like whipping it like a sword, making a shoosh shoosh noise. Yeah. And he walks over to him and just gives him the lightest little whip to the leg. He's like, "Did you feel that?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and he takes. A couple really good swings, and and Steve Martin's just like just he's like face. he's like nope, don't yeah. feel anything, and then he's like please back up to Janet, and he walks out of the room, and the running start that he takes at Freddie's legs before he just connects, and Freddie's like nope, I don't feel anything. He's like I will take the case, and then as he's exuberantly talking about saving him, whips him about three or four more times. <laughs> and, and Janet says, Oh, look how excited he is. He's crying. And you just see tears pouring down Freddie's face. Steve Martin. That's like why he's the, one of the Kings oh of comedy God, because he doesn't do much. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's the, the expression in his eyes. It was amazing. Is the, Steve, is Steve Martin's one of the top five comedic actors when it comes to uh, like just facial expression? I think so. Cause he can, he's so vertical. I mean, it's, I mean, because, Ace Ventura. Or Ace no, no, Ventura. I'm saying because he can be so animated and kind of plastic. He liked Jim Carrey, but he can be subdued and be really funny too. I don't know. Steve Martin might be like, you know how you talk about athletes. We were just watching Deion Sanders win that Buffalo game the other day. Yeah. And I, I didn't know a lot. I didn't know much of this. Like, do you know that he played uh, baseball for the Yankees? Dude, he played baseball for the Braves and everything. He yeah. Was a, he I had no idea. Sport athlete. No clue. Yeah. No clue. For whatever reason, didn't remember that. Did you also know that he was like an all state basketball player and that he once went from uh football practice to run like the hundred meter at college and like came in first place for that. He's like one of the fastest guys ever. Too. I knew the story about him at the combine where he showed up in sweats, didn't warm up and ran like a four two forty, and then left the combine and said, I'm done. Yeah. So Deion Sanders is one of the best football players ever to play football. He is the best overall athlete to ever play the sport more so Whoa. than Bo Jackson. He's best overall athlete. Okay. If you look at what he was able to do across multiple sports, there's nobody else. Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play the game. He could not play another sport other than football. Well, Bo Jackson was an all-star and an all-pro. I know. 
But, I mean, Deion Sanders was a better football player by far. And he was a better athlete. And longevity. God, that's hard, though. Like Bo has Is longevity the same as longevity? Yes. <laughs> I like longevity. How's your longevity doing today? It's pretty long. It's pretty long. Yeah, I've short got some jevity, longevity. Dude. Some people have short longevity. I've got medium longevity. <laughs> I feel like medium longevity is my thing. The thing is, my words... They come across, you understand what I'm saying. It's it, my kids do this. It yeah. is honestly like talking to my kids sometimes. Like my kids will be like, you know, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, you're disappointed? No, no, I, I'm going to disappoint it because my jeopardy is medium. <laughs> so good. Everyone is, everyone is guilty of this. I yeah. do it too. I don't know why when you do it, it is so punctuated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Rather than specific, yes. Pacific, I say Pacific. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good ocean. It's a good ocean. It's Green my ocean. favorite ocean. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm an Indian ocean when guy. You, when you've got longevity. <laughs> Longer-jevity. Uh, some people have the longest jevity. You can go sail all the oceans. It's a fun thing. I don't remember what we were talking about. Totally. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. So we were talking about Steve Martin, and yeah. I was talking about Deion Sanders. Steve Martin, to me, is the best all-purpose comedian He's not pigeonholed. Like you're talking about his facial expressions. Yeah. Maybe, but that's not it. He's more than that. He, he has his dramatic acting skills are incredible. If you look at parenthood and, and just his range and he can, and he can act that way. Then you look at something like the three amigos, right? Like it's just, just slapstick. It's it, he can yeah. do it all. Or Roxanne. He's a cool guy. Who or just the jerk. A, yeah. The jerk is the jerk is Ace Ventura pet detective before Ace Ventura pet detective. I watched it for the first time a month ago. It's incredible. I can't believe how racist. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's back. It was it's yeah, ra- yeah. no, no, not 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 in a mean but way. It's like it's like Blazing Saddles, yeah. right? Like I mean, how could you ever you know make that movie today? You cannot. Hard. No. So he yes, this scene for me is incredible. There's I am going to talk about one other scene. <laughs> then we're going to go to facts. I swear this is it. We're on like hour three. I don't care. There's one other scene that is so underappreciated. When they first get when he takes the takes her. I think this is yeah. When they first get to the house, so he takes the he takes the job, and Lawrence and Freddie and Janet are all in the car. And they get over to his house, and and uh, Senator Palpatine, uh, the Emperor, says Arthur the, the Butler. Uh, yeah, Arthur the Butler says the best line of the movie: "Welcome to hell." <laughs> That's incredible. So they get him up. They, they get into the house. They start walking upstairs. Right, yep. Jam- Jameson, Doctor Muchausen, and <laughs> Muchausen. Baron Baron von Muchausen, and uh, and Janet walk upstairs. I think I've called Janet Jackie a hundred times. Is it Jackie or Janet? It's Janet. All right, sorry. They start walking upstairs, and and. <laughs> He looks at Freddy and says, Freddy, go to your room. And he says, I'd like to go upstairs too. And his response, of course you would. Come on. <laughs> so the two of them go upstairs. Freddy's nowhere to be seen. And Lawrence starts dancing with Janet. And all of a sudden you just hear this awful sound. Oh. <laughs> Steve Martin's laying on the ground. He's half in the room. He's like, I heard the music and I pulled myself up the stairs and then I saw you and him dancing. And the response is amazing. It's like, oh, you dancing. Just ignore him. Yeah. She's like, oh, but it's awful. And he's like, Janet, you're right. And shuts the door. And you just hear him moaning outside. I lied. I'm sorry. There's one one more tiny We're going to be here for- We should give me one more scene, please. Okay. What do you want? When they're at the club. Happy birthday. Yeah. When they're at the club. The sailors. And the sailors. And like the two of them are dancing. And, and, and Lawrence is like, 
you have to let him see how much fun we're having. And would it be okay if I gave you a kiss? It'll really motivate him. And to the naked eye, what you have is this guy showing off that he can dance to a guy in a wheelchair. And the two sailors are like, Oi, what's this bloke's problem? <laughs> and 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 just the the rage and the fury and that they trap him into basically kidnapping Lawrence later is fantastic. Max, I'm done. If you want to see the rest of the movie, see the movie. Max is mad at me. Let's go to facts. What do we got on this movie? Talk about facts. So, oh man, I he went so hard. It was originally meant for Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Who's who? So I no idea. Bowie's got to be the straight man, right? I, I know that the two of them were fresh off of their collaboration, Dancing in the Street. Yeah, Bowie's straight. It's got to be. I got to be right. Uh, Jagger, who found has Jagger ever acted? I have no clue. He, like not in a big movie. He, I mean, Bowie can really act. He found uh, Dale Launer's first produced screenplay, Ruthless People, to yep. be amazing. He loved it. So you like said, Ruthless People? How do you feel? I have not seen it. I watched it. Remember, I promised I would stop lying and saying I've seen movies. It's a I Danny DeVito. I like it's I need super, to see it. It's by the Zuckers. I know. He suggested that Launer would would write a script for them. The script got written, and years and years later, Bowie was interviewed. Not years and years, 92. And Bowie said, how about them apples? Mick and I were a bit tweezed that we lost out on that script. We could have been reasonably good. I know. Hello. Hello. Hey, got a bit of tweezed (laughs) over here. All right, what do you got? Uh, early titles were King of the Mountain, which I actually really like. But Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was the best. There were Dirty Rotten Criminals, no. and for Lawrence, they considered Gene Wilder, Leslie Nielsen, John Cleese, Richard Dreyfuss, and Dudley Moore. Yep, all of whom would have been pretty good, I yep. think. Right? I don't. Know, those aren't any misses. No. Do you have a recasting while we're at it? I had a really good idea. I, all my recastings are the ones that they were thinking about doing. Eddie Murphy for Freddy. Well, he was considered. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Did you hear the part where I said they've already been? Yeah, but the Freddy thing threw me off. Yeah, it did. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Murphy had been already tied to this. His production company tried to get Lawner to rewrite it if they could get the rights from Universal, but it ended up getting tied up and they couldn't. Hmm. Uh, Wait, but I had a good recast. Who's your recast? So you spin it a little bit differently because they're a little bit older, the 55 and 42 thing. But they were made to look younger, right? Uh, Michael Caine had skin tightening. Yes. <laughs> Which sounds like, remember the Simpsons episode where Ken Brockman has yes. like the clip yep, on the, the back, clip of, his on the back of his head? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought you go younger, like spoiled kids, like one's more kind of a street kid and one's more just a spoiled rich kid, like trust fund kid, more kind of cruel. I bet in- you $100 is a terrible idea. Go no, ahead. more cruel intentions kind of thing. So I went James Spader and John Cryer. Nope. You don't like it? Nope. Okay. Nope. Terrible idea. Okay. The minute you said go younger and make it like a spoiled kid thing, like the what makes this so tangible they're seducing women yeah so that you're 19 year olds can seduce women no, not like that not in the french riviera not with the tricks that they're pulling no i don't know okay you missed the mark on this one you're gonna time. hate this by the way there's rumors of a remake with rebel wilson they already made the remake oh they did <laughs> i love when you don't shit yeah, they made a terrible remake oh did you see it no it got terrible reviews okay the hustle <laughs> and hathaway rebel wilson Oh, those are good. It was made in too. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It just happened Bollocks. like six years ago. <laughs> Darn it. So do you know there's the first Frank Oz directed movie where he didn't have puppets? Uh well, let's talk about just the Are fact there are Frank there no Oz. puppets? Yeah. Max. Max, I just want to ask you. Okay? Have a I just want to ask you a serious question. Where was there a puppet in this movie? Did you have to ask me where there are no puppets? Emperor Palpatine's in, this movie? in it. There could be Yoda. I don't know. There could be Yoda. Frank Oz directed. If the fact is Back to life. If the fact is that this is the first movie that Frank Oz directed without a puppet in it. <laughs> and it's a movie said. that has no puppets in it. Yep. But you're digging. You're like, yeah. well, well, was there a puppet? So this is the third of five Frank Oz Steve Martin combo movies. Can you name the five? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Moving Should, on. Give me no hold on, hold on, give me a minute. Uh Bowfinger. Yep. Uh, One of them, I mean, stop you. it. Shush. House guests. Yep. House sitter. House sitter. Thank you. House sitter. 
five. And third is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So I'm missing two? Yeah. One of them you got tattooed on you, buddy. Detroit Lions? Just kidding. The Muppet movie? Yep. And the last one's an 80s movie. Iconic. Give me a Big old plant. Give me a minute. Oh, uh, Fiend, Missy. Yeah, a little shop of horse. Shop of horse. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that was fun. I got there. Just <laughs> yeah, took you did. a while. Just took a few minutes. Sounds like your love life. <laughs> That's right. It did take a while. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I can't believe we, we didn't see this. There was a Broadway show that lasted like a long time based on this. With John Lithgow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be incredible? No, I would totally go see that. Yeah. That's incredible. Like the Beetlejuice uh, play was so good. Did yeah. you see it? Or no? Yeah. I've yeah. not seen it. No, I've heard it. You've told me about it. I yeah, I've seen it twice. See it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the sequel, by the way. we got to see that live. For sure. Um, I thought this was a really good quote, uh, and I believe it was Michael Caine who said, if you're doing a comedy and the crew laughs, it's not funny. I did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Steve Martin. The crew never laughed once at anything, and it's the funniest film I've ever made. What does I, that mean? That the crew's professional? Or no, like- no, 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 no. It's it, I, I get it. Like When you're doing a, a comedy, when you're doing a film, yep. and again, forget for a minute the... Will Ferrell's and the plums. I got you my plums where like people break character. His point was when you're doing a comedic film, sometimes you got people like the crew just starts laughing. They think it's hilarious. So they say cut and everybody's cracking up. That didn't happen at all on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And he was nervous about it. But his point was other films that were supposed to be comedies where they were laughing weren't as funny. Maybe it's like forced laughter. They like they're trying to make you feel better. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Do you know Michael Caine's daughter's in this movie? Yes. No. I did. She's in the disco scene. She is. She's got black hair. Young lady, black hair. Black Betty. Bam a lamb. So there's a scene that you love when Freddie's in jail and he's trying to remember Lawrence's name. That entire higher sequence where he's like, ah, let's, uh, Larry, uh, Jamboreen, uh, Larry, his name Larry, is James. No, James, no, his name J- is James Josephine. So that, no, no, James Lawrence, 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 that, Lawrence, Lawrence Fells, Lawrence Fings, Forrest Lawrenson, Lar, Lars, Forrest Lars, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Lacko, Lawrence, his name is James Jesterson, Lawrence Fells, Lawrence Jesterton, Lawrence Jesterton, Lawrence Jameson. Yes. Yes. What what part of our conversation made you think I wanted the whole thing? I'm glad you, ran, you ran with it. Don't care. I tried like twice to open my mouth. I was like, nope, he's going the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I got it. That entire thing was ad-libbed and under the camera, like out of shot, was Oz and Oz literally waited and waited, like similar to what I was just doing with you yeah. until it was time for it to stop. And he tapped the foot of the actor so the actor could kind of wrap it up when it had gone. It's we course. need a symbol. Maybe, uh... How about look at my face? <laughs> That's the symbol. Give me the finger. I'm not giving you the finger. Why? He'll throw you off. You get easily distracted. Well, I'll know. I'm just going to let you do you. Okay. That's the best way to deal with this. Wow. Let you do you. How many more facts do you have? Filmed in 71 days. So Two months, 10 weeks, 71 days. Yeah. It doesn't, this movie made $42 million. There's nowhere where it says how much it costs. I got no clue. All right. Well, great work on that, Max. It happens sometimes. Uh, Frank Oz, of course, did a cameo. Do you know who he was? The Jack. No. He was the police officer that was rushing to Freddy to meet Lawrence at the airport near the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Young was offered Janet Colgate and Freddie's hand being glued to the wall was Steve Martin's idea. All right. And I think that's pretty much all I got. Well, I did take a little bit longer than normal, so I think we could stop for a moment and have a word from our sponsors and then hop into actors and actresses. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Adobe Real Estate. You can find them at weareadobe.com. If uh, Lawrence Jameson taught us anything from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, it's not just about making the money. It's how you spend it. A wine cellar, some artwork, perhaps a garden or two. 
something something dark side. <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode today, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I got we, the giggles. Adobe Real Estate is the premier real estate group. They're gonna make sure that if you want a house with a view like this one, right, private beach to fake a suicide attempt down the stairs on, whatever you need. Adobe Real Estate is going to have specific specific to the movie we're watching. Yes, They're going to make sure you get into the perfect house. And if you need to sell a house quickly because you lose a bet and you got to get out of town, which happens all the time, you'd be shocked. (laughs) Reach out to Adobe Real Estate today. They've got the best marketers, the best real estate agents. They're there to protect you, to get you in the right home or sell yours. 400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Talk to them today. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you. Max, let's talk about actors and actresses and the people that made this film so special. You want to do Frank Oz first? We just oh, talked about him a little bit. I want to do Frank Oz. Is he your number one interview get? Would you just lose your mind? Yeah. Because he would do Miss Piggy. Well, he'd do Gonzo, right? And you'd cry. He does a ton of voices, but yes, I would do that. Who? I mean, what's the one you want to hear the most? Gonzo? It's got to be Gonzo, right? It's Gonzo and Miss Piggy are his two. He does Animal, too. Ooh, I'd want Animal. Fozzie. So, he does so Fozzie. He does. <laughs> Miss Piggy, Fozzie the Bear, Animal, Sam the Eagle. <sighs> Cookie Monster, Bert, and Grover. Oh, Cookie Monster. I've tattooed Cookie Monster on my knee. What would you, who would you want? Yoda to give you advice? I don't know, man. Your pod is good. Would it it? it be weird? I mean, if we got him on the show, I would have to be sedated. Give me a week. I'll reach out to him. I mean, let me know what you want me to say to him. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I'd be like, I have the single biggest Muppet fan in the world who also is. I don't think we want to pitch it like, you know, Fatal Attraction style. Make a wish. Tell him I'm dying. Okay. This is little Timmy in Troy, Michigan is dying and his dying (laughs) wishes to have you on his podcast (laughs) on, on Buzz in the Towers podcast. Oh, should I, we'll just find a kid who will fake it. My wife won't let me use one of my kids. She'll say it's in poor taste. We could use one of my sister's kids. Uh, She also will not let you do this. They're under three though. That's a little too sad. Jesus Christ. He's three. Can we move on? This is terrible. I feel so dirty. Well, he was dark, too. He did the Dark Crystal. Uh, that doesn't make him dark. Dark Crystal isn't dark. Dark Crystal is a little weird, man. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's twisted, though. Remember? You're, you're you, twisted. You're twisted. Twisted Max. sister. We're not going to take it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't, I've never heard that rendition of we're not going to take it. <laughs> we're not going to take it. No. <laughs> we're not going to take it. No. Yeah. We're not going to. Wait, what was the word that you butchered earlier that I made fun of a hundred times? Longevity. Longevity. <laughs> We've got longevity. No. We've got longevity. No. So Frank Oz. So Frank Oz. That, that guy. What All about right. Bob? I he love did. What About Bob. He directed I'm that. sailing. <laughs> I'm sailing. Baby steps. Baby steps to the bathroom. <laughs> Baby steps to the car. Oh, Frank Oz. Well, Frank Oz has been in a lot of movies as an extra. Uh, he was in Training Places. Training places. He's the cop. Been, yeah, he's been in uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, he's the uh, jail kind of guy. Yeah, the jail connoisseur. The jailer. The jailer. <laughs> he's he a goes, jail in, goes in and rates jail. It's a lovely jail that you have. <laughs> So he got, I mean, obviously his start is with Jim Henson. He's Jim Henson's right guy. At 19 so, years old. Unbelievable. Muppet Show, Muppet Movies. Uh, he was also an extra in uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, John Landis and him were buds. Yep. And uh, he also, he refuses to let anyone else puppet Yoda. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cool? That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Trading Places, he was the corrupt cop. Superman 3, he was the brain surgeon. Deleted scene. I don't know if you knew that or no not. No way. Yeah. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan was his directorial debut. Test Monitor and Spies Like Us. Us. Uh, I, I mean, Fart. I know, dude. I, I mean, he's he's the dream career, right? If I could be anybody, he's, he's if I could five. be anybody, he's, top five. he's number one for me. Yeah. I, I'll say things like Stallone or Schwarzenegger, but the reality is, like, the most reasonable person I ever could have been yeah. would have been Frank Oz. Oh my god! 
Like, you know, he looks like an aging Jewish accountant. Yeah. Right. Like I, which is unfortunately what I look like. So I, I could have done it. I mean, You're a handsome I, man. I could have been a contender. He could have. Uh, Frank Oz is my guy. Yeah. Writers. It was Dale Larner who did Ruthless People. Blind Date, which is underrated. Blind Date's great. Can we do Blind Date and sure, just talk about Kim absolutely. Basinger and how crazy she is? She is Love great. Potion number nine. And underrated. Have you seen Love Potion nine? Yeah. Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Oh, it's great. And also Eddie. Great basketball movie. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the other two uh, d- writers were, I'm not sure how this goes sometimes. They were the bedtime story, originally writers, and it says screenplay by. Okay. So I'm not sure if they contributed or they just had the original content. Uh, I'm not sure. So either. it's Stanley Shapiro and Paul Henning. So just give No out. relation, unfortunately. I don't know. Uh, no Shapiros in my yeah. family except me are doing well. So we talked about Steve Martin's career, <laughs> but I want to talk about Steve Martin facts. Go. Because I, mean, I just find it so cool. So he's born Can I give you my favorite Steve Martin fact? I cut you off. Yeah. My favorite Steve Martin fact is when John Candy died, that he moved in with John Candy's family to help them through the grieving process. And he had uh, depression for a couple months during that time, yeah. too. So yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. a genuine guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Can you imagine them talking in a room together, just yes. hanging out? Yes. <laughs> so 100%. No, I always picture on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, John Candy had a weight room sent to his uh, hotel room yep. or whatever. Yep. I picture Steve Martin working, walking in there and be like, Hasn't really been used, has it? You know what I mean? Like just kind of ribbing him. He, you know, it's funny. <laughs> in like a, in a proper way. He, that that whole David Spade, uh, Chris Farley relationship, like, you know, yeah. I can hear you getting fatter. Yeah. Like Steve Martin, what I, what I felt he did wonderfully is even when he was being a jerk, quote unquote, still soft and nice. Yeah. But so Steve Martin was born Glenn, I mean, he was born Stephen Glenn Martin in Waco, Tesket. He was born Stephen Glenn Martin in Waco, Texas. Tesket. <laughs> The stars at night, they shine so bright, deep in the heart of Tuskit. I was thinking Triscuit. <laughs> Triscuits are dry. Uh, <laughs> it's a Tuskit rodeo. So he, he got a job in Disney's Fantasyland. Do you like Tuskit toast? Yeah. Where he learned magic juggling and blue animals. You at Tuskit Roadhouse? He he's guest hosted. Uh, I love that you're trying to bulldoze through this. He's guest hosted SNL 15 times. He has business cards. So the thing is, if anyone asks, like, "Oh, you met Steve Martin?" If you meet him, he hands you a business card that says, "This certifies that you have met the you've had a personal encounter with me, and that you found me warm, polite, intelligent, and funny." Isn't that cool? It's very cool. Accomplished banjo player, won Grammy for best country instrumental performance, plays the harmonica, skilled lasso user, Mensa member. And, you know, he's the kind of quintessential dad of the 80s. Yeah. He wasn't a dad until he was 67 years old. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's very crazy. And this is the most crazy thing. This blew my mind. Was considered for the starring role in Eyes Wide Shut. Wow. Really? <laughs> different movie. Very different movie. <laughs> so, The Jerk in 79. Yep. I'm not doing all of his movies. Man I'm with Two Brains. Yeah, Man with Two Brains in 83. Uh, Three Amigos, Three Amigos Roxanne, in 86, Roxanne in 87, L.A. Story in 91. Father of the Bride. I skipped Parenthood. When was Parenthood? 89. 89. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Father of the Bride, Bowfinger. I thought Bowfinger was great. Awesome. I, I, I loved Bowfinger. Yeah. Uh, it was both Freddy's. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. I mean, it was weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I thought Eddie Murphy was his best performance. I yeah. mean, what, what else has he done ever since the Beverly Hills Cop? What was Eddie Murphy's last great movie? Uh, Harlem Nights? No, it's the one where he plays Dynamite, Dolomite. He was good in Dolomite, but he's had a lot of misses. Yeah. I mean, he has Pluto, Pluto Nash, which we don't talk about. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's talk about Michael Caine, whose real name isn't Michael Caine, by the way. Do you know that? No. His name is Maurice Micklewhite, and he kept his original name. 90 years old. But he, he had, yeah, that's crazy. 
He changed it actually to Michael Caine in 2016 because at airports, people wouldn't believe him. They're like, you're Michael Caine. Like, oh, is, so he had the acting name. I got yeah, you, got so you. he actually yeah, had to yeah, change yeah. his name. So he dropped out of school at 15, joined the British Army. Awesome. Fought in the Korean War, saw combat. Six foot two, done over 100 television dramas. And his movies have grossed over $7.4 billion over five decades. He owns seven restaurants, six in London, one in Miami. And when he was broke as a kid, he lived in... Uh, just kind of a, a bad apartment with Vidal Sassoon. Random. And Austin Powers is based on him in his 1966 performance in Alfie. That's funny. I and he has a photographic that. memory, which makes maybe why he does so much mo- so many movies. So in the 80s, and, and again, his career stretches far beyond the 80s. But So you haven't seen Dress to Kill yet, right? No. You promise me in the next two weeks on a plane or something, you'll yes, see it. I will. It's one of the most bananas roles. I'll you've watch ever seen. it. Yeah. I'll watch it. It's out of control. He's fantastic in victory. Yeah. Although uh, I think the running he does with the whipping is more running than he does in victory. I- He's a fantastic in victory. He's exquisite in Jaws the Revenge. Uh, it's uh, really a five-star film. <laughs> in Jaws the Revenge, didn't he say he only took it a job so they could pay for a summer home or something? Yeah. He's yeah. like, have you seen the movie? He's like, no, have you seen the house it paid for? It's incredible. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, obviously. And he became Christopher Nolan's guy. Yep. Like he's, he, I, 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 For my money, he's the best Alfred. Yeah. And Inception and a stellar tenant. He's yep. just incredible. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the dad in... Uh, in Inception, I forgot. Yeah, well, not the dad. Father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah. Interstellar. That's a dad. Father-in-law. Rage father against the dying of the life. All right, Max. Next, next. I'm not going to, we don't have that many characters because I don't think we're going that deep. You want to no. go to Emperor Palpatine? Yeah. Arthur Butler, played by E. McDermott. So, so weird. Like, he's good in this and he's great as Emperor Palpatine. He was in Sleepy Hollow. He hasn't done anything else. Like, what is going on? I don't know. Yeah. I guess you, you make your money and you're done. Do you think he has like Emperor Palpatine royalties? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, no. Why would he get royalties? I don't know. Actors don't get royalties. He probably goes to Comic Con and just cleans oh, up. Oh, I'm sure he can clean up the app. Yeah. I mean, he could be on Cameo and may- be making about a million dollars a year. Just Who would from- you send Emperor Palpatine <laughs> cameos to? People you Star hate? Wars fans would yeah. be all over that. Yeah, right? I guess. Come on. I mean, think big roles in Star Wars. Yeah. Right? Like, who's, who, would, who, who else is going to do it? Harrison Ford's not doing it. Yeah. Who would you want to be your cameo from uh, Star Wars? What? Oh, from Star Wars? Well, Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah, Yoda. Frank Oz. He has the puppet. He only allows himself to do it. I know. So, yeah. That's not the second time you brought that up. Yeah. You got a lot of longevity going on. So one last fun fact. Did you know that Frank Oz is the only person in puppets you <laughs> <laughs> Max, I feel Nailed like we've been it. talking for hours. Are we done? Uh, let's see. I got... It's so I, hot in here. It's so hot. <laughs> do I have any anybody else? Glenn Headley, who played uh, Janet. She was like the actress of the year, and people are all high on her, and she passed away. Uh, 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dick Tracy, Sergeant Bilko. Oh, her that's right. Dick Tracy, yeah. the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergeant Bilko, her and Steve Martin are just as good. Remember when they're playing like, uh, yep. they're playing like gin rummy, like yep. whether they'll get married or not. Yep. And also Mr. Holland's Opus. She's the wife. The wife. Yeah. I like that movie. I yeah. like Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus is great. Yeah. It's a tearjerker. A little creepy that he kind of had a thing for the high school chick. Well, you know, it yeah. happens. It does? I, I've read. Yeah. So far, Dateline. I've read. Has in, in, has in books. In books. That I've heard about. Yeah. Far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Max, any other characters you want to cover? Nope. Well, then I suggest, as we I do every week. Get the heck out of here. We get the heck out of here and we go to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. I know I've said this before, and I stand by it. When we have fans that are, and again, love Canada, love Australia, right? You love Australia. I do love Australia. But those are English first countries. I mean, a little bit of French. <laughs> French Canadian. <laughs> but we have friends that love Good the show. Good fishing in Quebec. That are from like China, 
you know, Japan, India. China, China, the doctor from India. Yeah. The doctor from in Germany. Yeah. Like when we have like real language barrier friends, but they're still listening to the podcast and they can get by on understanding what you're saying. That blows my mind because you don't speak very good English. I do English. You do English. I do business. This guy, Vladimir, who is our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight this week, is from Serbia. Loves the show. Texts back and forth, communicates back and forth with you on all of his favorite 80s movies. Loves the Instagram page. Has been listening to the podcast. I'm really excited to have him on the show. He was nervous because he was worried there'd be a language barrier. And I just said, listen, Max can barely speak English. You're going to do great. Yes. And that's what motivated him to give us his thoughts on the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Let's see what he had to say. I haven't seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels for a while. And now was the right time to watch the movie again. Michael Caine, Steve Martin, and Glenn Headley star in this comedy about can artists operating the fictional French town on the French Riviera. Michael Caine brought authority to the film, allowing Steve Martin to unleash his comedic talent. Their chemistry is fantastic and they allow each other to grow in their roles. Steve Martin reminded me of Jim Carrey at one point. I don't know if Steve influenced Jim, but their acting styles here were pretty close to me. The real plot of the film begins with the arrival of Glenn Hadley in the 50th minute of the film. I think this is the biggest mistake of the movie because her character should have appeared at least 20 minutes earlier. I'm not saying that the scenes with Martin and Kane are not necessary, but they just don't play a significant role in the development of the plot. If Michael Kane brought authority to the film and Steve Martin comedy, Glenn Hadley definitely brought heart to this movie. Personally, the funniest scene for me is when Michael Caine beats Tim Martin on the legs trying to determine if he feels anything. A scene I also like is the disco scene where Caine and Glenn are dancing. The atmosphere and the music are fantastic and give the film an emotional feel. One of the great moments in the movie is the first scene and the first frame where we see a rich lady giving her jewelry to Caine to help the fighters of his supposed kingdom. Kane declines her offer, but accepts at her insistence. Although we don't see their faces, but only their bodies, the director perfectly captured the theme of the film and the way the con artists work from the very beginning. What is particularly interesting to me is that the director returned that scene to the very end of the film. This time, Michael Kane offers money to help the supposedly robbed Glenn, which she refuses. However, at Kane's insistence, she accepts the money and takes her to the airport. When Michael Kane and Steve Martin realize that Glenn is also a con artist named Jackal who operating throughout Europe, we also realize that the circle is closed and the con artists have been duped. There is also a beautiful shot when Kane stands by the windows and watches Glenn walk towards the plane. At the same time, we can see Kane's reaction and Glenn's departure. I think it's a beautiful shot. The end of the film is charming as the 80s can be and brings all the three characters together. One of the interesting things is that Steve Martin and Glenn Hadley will join forces again in the movie Sergeant Bilko from 1995. Well, that's my take on this charming movie and thanks for having me on your great podcast. Bye. That was like a Roger, Roger, e- Roger Ebert review. Yeah, like great. that Janet should come in earlier. I kind of like that. I also will tell you, it's funny he picked up on the Jim Carrey thing. I mentioned yeah. the same thing. There's that feel. And he has the same favorite scene that yes. you do, which is, I mean, how can you not love that scene? Crushed it. Yeah. Serbia rules. <laughs> Serbia rules. 
Vladimir, thank you so much for coming on the show. You did an outstanding job. And as I tell anyone who does a great job on this, shoot for the stars because Max will be fired any day. And yep. you can always join me on Could be tomorrow. Time. Could be, Might right be today. Now. Could be today. Could be today. The long adjectivity. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, that's so much fun for me. Max, that concludes today's episode on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review. Check us out on any social media platform at Buzz in the Tower. Join that Patreon like Thrust. Ah, did as a maverick because that's pretty awesome. And uh, how do you want to end this episode? You got anything to add? Not mother. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Not mother is really good. May I take your trident, sir? That's also a really good one. <laughs> uh, Max, I've I've nothing. Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. I'll see you next week. Thank you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.